welcome to the Irish Pagan School podcast. Your hosts are authors and co-founders of the Irish Pagan School here in County Waterford, Ireland, Laura O'Brien and John O'Sullivan. Falcha. Hello, this is Laura O'Brien and today we're going to talk about three pagan mistakes and how to avoid them. You might have made these pagan mistakes in the past and still feel mortified. Maybe even felt like you couldn't go back to the coven group event ever again. Or maybe you've been doing some or all of these things and didn't even realize this whole time. But look, we've all been there, I promise. This isn't about shaming or blaming anyone. It's like I always say, though actually it wasn't me that said it first. Do the best you can until you know better. Then, when you know better, do better. That's a quote from Maya Angelou. The point here is for us collectively, as a community, to know better and then to do better. So I invite you to join me in that. The first of the pagan mistakes is knowing too much, or at least thinking you do. When you read your first book on paganism, it can feel like things are finally clicking into place for you. You watch a few YouTube videos on top of that and you're riding high on how much sense everything seems to make now. You know this. You got this. You're going to tell the world about this. For many of us, we've felt a little different our whole lives, even if we could never quite figure out why. Until now. And I get it. Learning about paganism can open up a whole new world for you. It should, actually. The thing is, it is a whole new world. And you absolutely can't learn about it quickly in any depth of knowledge or experience from reading a few books by popular neo-pagan authors or racking up a load of YouTube watch time. I love pagan books and YouTube videos by pagan creators. I write and create both myself, in fact. They are an important starting point for people to discover and begin to learn. But there's so much more to it than that. Besides the fact it's going to take you time and experience to actually practice your paganism, develop relationships with gods and goddesses, learn how to meditate, figure out what flavour of paganism fits with where you're at. You also need to be reading and studying beyond what neo-pagan authors are telling you and really keeping an eye on those common pagan mistakes as you go. For example, learning about ecology, history, language, archaeology, politics, social justice and leadership skills are all important for any pagan path you want to walk for any length of time. So please do enjoy the enthusiasm and excitement that comes with your newfound place in modern paganism. But also understand that there's more to it than you may yet know. So don't go telling folks what they should or shouldn't be doing. And please don't presume you know more than anyone else you meet along the way. Most of the sensible elder pagans are kind of quiet about what they do and how long they've been doing it. So honestly, don't presume. Don't ever presume. 
Second of the pagan mistakes is knowing too little and expecting that everything is going to be handed to you just because you want it. I make a whole shit ton of pagan content, both free and paid, so that people have access to the right resources so they can learn what they need to know. And yet every day I get personal emails asking me questions which would amount to a free personal consultation service session if I was to answer them individually. Your questions are usually not new to me. After 25 plus years as a consciously practicing pagan, much of that time being spent in the public eye in some form or another, doing community service work, believe me, I've seen and heard it all before. Much of it so often that it becomes frequently asked questions. And I've likely created a blog post at lauraobrien.ie or a YouTube video, either at my Laura O'Brien YouTube channel or the Irish Pagan School YouTube channel, or of course, a class at the Irish Pagan School, either free or paid, specifically so I wouldn't have to keep doing the same work over and over again. And of course, I'm not the only one. We've all seen many of these pagan mistakes firsthand, daily in some cases, and authors like Morgan Daimler, Benabel Wen, and the Story Archaeology team are incredibly generous with their time and wisdom. They have already answered many of your questions and spoken about experiences and issues very similar to what you're experiencing. And of course, there is a plethora of books on all of these topics. But there is a prevalent attitude of on-demand entitlement that truly has to stop. Take a breath, do a Google search, before you get in anyone's YouTube or blog comments, Facebook groups, or direct into their personal email inbox for sure. Read another book, meditate or do some divination on it and see what your own guides can share with you. Research outside of paganism and seek answers on similar issues in different contexts or disciplines. Even if you join a pagan group or an organization, this is essentially a solitary and self-directed path. You can, of course, have teachers and guides. And the more you know, the better your choices will be in that regard. That's all normal. But ultimately, it's up to you to find your own way. And that takes work. The third of these pagan mistakes is taking what you want. And you knew I'd get here, right? Related to both of the above, but entirely deserving its own call out, we have the huge problem with modern paganism, which is cultural appropriation. Do not switch off here. I mean it. This might be difficult to hear, but if that's the case, then you need it more. You might think you're engaging in cultural appreciation when it's actually cultural appropriation. You might not know the difference. You might tell yourself you don't even care, but you should care. Paganism doesn't happen in isolation. One of the fundamental beliefs is that everything is connected energetically and practically on this planet that we call home. What you say and what you do matters. 
you either believe your energy or your magic can affect the world and the people around you, or you don't. Pro tip, if you don't believe that, then maybe paganism isn't actually for you. So, you know, reassess that. If you do believe that, then you have some responsibilities to consider. There's a great article at the University of Utah website about Halloween, in itself an appropriated Irish pagan festival, which gives a clear definition that's useful here. So I'm going to read it out. And the article is entitled Cultural Appropriation or Appreciation. And the quote says, Cultural appropriation can be defined as the cherry picking or selecting of certain aspects of a culture and ignoring their original significance for the purpose of belittling it as a trend. Appreciation is honouring and respecting another culture and its practices as a way to gain knowledge and understanding. A lot of this speaks to, end quote, sorry, a lot of this speaks to the attitudes of entitlement mentioned above. That is prevalent and normal in some societies, US and Britain, but it is time for us to move past that. You don't deserve to reach out and take what you want and use it in any way you want just because you don't have it in your own life or your own culture. You are not entitled to that just because you don't have it, but you want it. This is even more important when we are dealing with spirituality. Here's another breakdown which I personally resonate with when it comes to modern pagans looking at indigenous spiritualities whose culture they are not a native part of, such as Irish paganism. Cultures adopt aspects of each other all the time. This is fine when both cultures are exchanging equally, called cultural exchange. But if there is a power imbalance between the cultures, then it is not an equal exchange. If a minority culture is adopting aspects of a dominant or colonizing culture in order to fit in or survive oppression, then it's called cultural assimilation. If it is a dominant or majority culture taking aspects of the minority culture and taking them out of context of that culture and profiting by them in some way, that could be financial or social, the original culture is not free to do. Then it's called cultural appropriation. So that's from a blog post on muddycolors.com, which is also entitled Cultural Appropriation versus Appreciation. This profiting from them is often key to whether your pagan practice is ethical or not. We often see a very one-sided take-take-take attitude in neo-paganism, where someone goes and learns some shit about an indigenous culture, then decides to write a book, set themselves up on YouTube or speak at events, or often all three, as self-styled experts on those traditions. If you are profiting financially from a culture that is not yours, that is a fairly obvious red flag. I don't care how many times you visited as a tourist or brought groups on spiritual pilgrimage or paid native folks so you can be 
initiated into their tradition over a long weekend. None of that means shit if you are not walking in what I call right relationship with that culture. There is a balance of give and take and you are genuinely part of the living tradition and recognised as such by those people. That is right relationship. Then maybe think about writing that book or running that workshop. The more subtle side of this though is those who profit by association, social credit if you will. Those who are invested in their identity as an Irish witch or a voodoo practitioner or a Norse rune master who do not have any direct experience of the source culture or traditions and do not put any effort into a fair exchange back to those sources. In fact, many will hideously mangle the source culture because it makes them feel cool or they can fool others into thinking they know what they're doing. I'm looking at you, kilted dudes and chakra dudettes. Look, I know none of this is easy to hear if you've been making these mistakes. Or if you used to do these things and you're still embarrassed about how little you knew, but how much you thought you knew and deserved. This is important though. If we are going to build a new normal from here, we need to clear the decks somewhat in the pagan communities and set new standards. We educate ourselves and do the work to seek out those who have been trying to educate us for a long time. Then listen and learn and grow so we know better, so we can do better. Whether you are currently a priest or a priestess or considering taking on such a role and would like to be more informed about pagan leadership so you can better support your community, my book, A Practical Guide to Pagan Priesthood, Community Leadership and Vocation by Reverend Laura O'Brien is available in all good bookshops. So, slongafol and I will see you next time. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a positive review in your podcast listener. Then head over to irishpaganschool.com and enroll in one of our free or paid courses. Slongafol and we will see you next time.